Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Jim Frawley. Jim, you're an executive coach, you're a business consultant and speaker, and you're author of the book, Adapting in Motion, and you're a fellow podcaster. You're the host of the Bellwether Hub podcast, and you are found on the web at bellwetherhub.com. And that's weather, bellwether, by the way, is B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R, no A in there, so bellwether. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. What is uh, what is Bellwether? So Bellwether is, we focus on executive development. I had a corporate career, primarily in the financial industry, doing a lot of executive communications. And I was a little frustrated with the coaching product that was out there. And so I said, why not just do it myself and <laughs> set it up the way I wanted to? And I, I chose the name Bellwether. Bellwether refers to the lead sheep of the flock. They put a bell on that sheep. It was the hungriest. It led all the other sheep. It didn't know it was leading, wow. uh, but it was just a leader. And my daughter's name is Isabel. So, you know, put that bell in together. And that's where, where the bellwether comes from. Well, isn't that nice when it all comes together? No, I like that. And I didn't even know. I never knew that that's what the bellwether, where, like, where that came from. That's it. It's for all the trendsetters out there, the people who are leading. That's what a bellwether is. Yep. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. So you're were you, you so you're previously in um in the financial services or what what were you, what were you doing previously? Yeah. So primarily in corporate, it was it was financial services. It was a lot of business strategy, executive communications, PR. I was doing all of the communications work for the banks during the financial crisis, which Oof. was like the worst job wow. at the worst time that you could possibly have. But you learn so much about what makes a strong and productive and effective executive when things are so difficult. And that really informed a lot of what I do in my executive development now with my clients of what do we learn in that point? How is that relatable? Especially today, we see a lot of similarities today to what happened back then. And so that's that's really what what pushed me to to what I do today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you were, I don't know if you had the opportunity to work with coaches and consultants, you know, back then, because you alluded to that. What was wrong with what they were doing? <laughs> well, it was, you know, one of the things that really separates us from a coaching perspective is we guarantee an ROI. And I think when people engage with coaching, the real challenge with coaching, and coaching is so important, and everybody, especially at a vulnerable time, they look for a guru, but um, they need someone that they can trust. And I didn't see in, in many of them, not all, I mean, there are a lot of great coaches out there, but I was very frustrated with the fact that there was no ROI really tied to coaching and the coaches were never held accountable. It's really the wild west out there for, for coaches. And, and so when we set up Bellwether, we only take clients that we can help. 
We don't start an engagement until we pick an end date and we guarantee an ROI. And if we can't get you that ROI and we don't come to success metrics that we can guarantee um, or that we can meet, then you get the money back. And I've given it back. We've ended coaching engagements because we know it's not going to be successful, much to my pocketbook's dismay. Um, but when we know it's not going to be successful for whatever reason, uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's no point in really continuing that. We set them up with somebody, maybe a, a partner coach or another organization that can really help them to make sure that they're really getting to where they need to go. Yeah. You know, thinking about where we are, because again, you know, there's more economic turbulence right now. And uh, so obviously, boy, you know, you just, and then you hear stories about people, particularly those that work in financial services and it's, it's a demanding environment, but what, what's kind of your observation of that industry and the impact that that industry has on those who are trying to do the best that they can in that leadership position? You know, it's interesting what, you know, I, I put, finance into the same bucket as law and the same bucket as yeah. a lot of others, these high pressure roles, um, the, the impact it has, people forget that it's a, it's simply human beings who are trying to be successful. And many of them aren't told what the way they need to behave or the way that they need to act or how to advocate for themselves within such a high pressure environment. And it was something I learned far too late when I was in corporate. I didn't have the mentors that could, you know, what are the questions I should be asking in order to get the feedback that I really needed? I'm ultimately accountable for the bed that I lie in, which you hear about that and you kind of know it, but how does that tangibly take, how do you tangibly take action in terms of getting prepared to get ready for the C-suite? How do you communicate at a C-suite level? How mm. do you communicate with others throughout your organization? How do you articulate the path that you really want to be on? We aren't taught that. And, and, you know, we have these high potential programs. If you're not in a high potential program, you're really almost left there to figure it out by yourself. And, and so a lot of these people have really high potential. They have a desire to be successful. They just don't have, you know, just the basic knowledge, which sounds silly, but there's, there's simple knowledge that they can be taught at an executive level that will catapult them at a, a significant level throughout the organization. Yeah. When you are at this point now and, and you're working with leaders and you're talking about, you know, maybe some of the pains that they're experiencing, what are some of those common things where you go, yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> what are those things that you hear commonly? Yeah, we hear it all the time. Of, I mean, the big one's executive presence. Um, I, I don't know either. I, I don't feel like I should be at this table. Uh, even though I've gotten, you know, we, we get that imposter syndrome quite a bit, but a lot of the other work is, I like to call it an internal PR plan, is how are you articulating value within the organization and how do you communicate that to peers and senior, le senior leaders, as well as people on your team mm. to say, this is the value that I actually bring. And those two are usually the big ones and they go hand in hand right? This is the value I could bring. This is what you gain by working with me. But then at the same side, you know, this is how to communicate at the C-suite level. This is how to be comfortable at that C-suite level or any particular level and recognizing that, that you are the expert that you are and, and you could bring value in, in these different, these different levels of, of the group. Yeah. Um, and so, um, today, um, you know, obviously, you know, communication is a big part of what you do. Um, what um, what do you see leaders, where do you see them maybe tripping up 
um, when it comes to being better communicators within their organizations and, and or, you know, maybe communications, you know, that might be a little bit more outside focused as well. Um, again, I think it's, it's really easy to, to make mistakes just because of I think, you know, you know, all the things that we don't consider, but where do you see, I mean, obviously your background is in that. So I'd love your insight on that. Yeah. The big focus I like to start with is, and, and most executives don't understand a basic communication model. They don't understand how communication actually works and you could send information, but we have to send that information in the context of the person receiving the information. And we generally forget about that when we're firing off tweets or we're, we're doing everything in these little kind of nugget kind of focus, these, these almost media snippets, we forget that there are individuals who are receiving this in multiple ways. So understanding a communication model is a good start. Then I work with the executives on understanding the three basic audiences you have in an organization which would be your clients, your shareholders, your associates. And you can send the same message to each of those groups, but we're going to have to tweak that same message based on how that audience is going to receive it, interpret it, and make sure that yeah. they're picking it up the way that you need to get it. Yeah. It, you know, in that side of it, I'm sure that you've either experienced both internally, you know, in your own background uh, or, uh, you know, in your consultative role today or coaching role today, um, you've probably heard some stories about communication gone awry and anything come to mind of like, oh, yeah, let me tell you how we stepped in it on this one. Yeah, well, it ha I mean, it happens all the time where you yeah. have the, the best laid plans and you put it out. The, mm. the challenge that people have now and the, the one where you really step in it is really just misinterpreting what you think the audience is going to, to get. And that comes, a lot of times people will say it's just from an inauthentic message from leadership where Ooh. you just don't get it. But I would also yep. say it's beyond just authenticity. It would almost be believability where people just don't believe you. And we live in this Instagram reality where everything is online and everything's supposed to be packaged in a certain way. But when we're talking about people's livelihoods, we're talking about the workplace, we're talking about the reality of, you know, how often if you talk to anybody in corporate, yeah, we will hear this again, we heard this again, it's the same story over and over, nothing's going to change. We don't really understand where the people are coming from. And when we focus on from a believability standpoint, showing that you actually understand where people are coming from, so that you can communicate, look, this is going to be a rocky period, maybe in the economy, and we have to buckle down and I understand it there has to be some kind of authenticity, believability level there so that people can really, uh, really relate. Yeah. Um, and Jim, um, in terms of uh, as well, um, let's say I'm going to come up with maybe a couple of examples. I don't know if you've heard these, but um, let's say someone comes to you and they say, you know what? We're just dealing with a real lack of motivation around here. People just don't want to be here. I'm getting like, it just like, it just feels blah. Like, how would you begin to roadmap, you know, a path to, to improve that? Yeah. So the first thing is the, the number one motivator for people is accomplishment. So we have to teach people in a way to create something at work. So oftentimes we think about rewarding work. We think about throwing money at people and uh, we think about 
parading them across a, a stage and saying thank you and all these things. While those are important, it's not the way that most people want to be recognized. Some people want to be recognized by money. Some people want to be recognized by fame. Some people want to be recognized by just a simple handshake and appreciation to say thank you. And I know that you really did a good job. So when we think about what can people create and take ownership, almost teaching them to be uh, an entrepreneur in residence of sorts, uh, people want to feel like the organization, their manager, their leadership has their back. Yeah, And that's really an investment in a human being of saying, I'm rewriting training programs for organizations, learning and development programs to say, like, they don't care about Excel. They don't care about neuroscience, whatever. What we care about is how do you teach them to ask for help? How do you teach them to speak up and create a psychologically safe environment? And we're doing all these different types of work where if you're dealing with any kind of macro change or macro change management, you have to focus on the micro individual. And that's that's fundamental to any kind of motivation and getting people up and, and invested in the type of, of work that they're doing. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with the complaint uh, that, um, you know, someone says, um, you know, maybe we've gotten pushback or feedback or whatever. Um, they just, they don't feel that top management cares. And we do, and we're trying so hard. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest words too in communication, and you had mentioned this uh, term as well, is authenticity. And, and it, it really is, I don't know, let me ask you this. What's the key to authentic communication versus just informing blah, 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 blah. How do we show that we care without seeming insincere or fake? Right. You know, it's, like it's like I hear this complaint all the time. It's like, you know, like from from folks that might be kind of more at the, you know, in the trenches kind of level. It's like ugh, when they say the term, we're all family here. Oh, I just hate that. Right. It's awful. Right. It's so <laughs> awful. Right. Everyone's family when you need them to work on weekends. But then when layoffs <laughs> happen, you say, sorry, it's time. You know, there's that's, nothing we can that's do. That's the pull quote right there. That's Everyone's it. family when you need them to work. I love it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's, but you're right. It's, you know, and that's when you sit in the front lines and you've got 10,000 employees and you say, hey, I know this is going to be tough for everyone as they, you drive in to work in your Bentley and you've got your front office space and you've got all this other stuff and everyone else is struggling there is, you know, you can be authentic and you can have this desire to help. That may be true, but there is a believability. How do you become a believable individual, right? And just talk about the elephant in the room. We have a very hard time having difficult conversations, right? And we try to wrap things up with a bow and make it sound really good. And it's not going to be that bad. And I'm going to do my best. But at the end of the day, people still have bills to pay. People still you know, have difficult managers. They have a difficult time maybe working with clients. Middle management now especially is handling people who want to work remote, but sending the message from corporate. So we're not really embracing what, what the real struggle for people is in the office. And so this believability, I call it believability, and I've heard it in other places too, where you know, how do you become believable in this authentic way? so that you can communicate and actually understand that people are going through and just address that big elephant that just sits there in the room. Yeah. Okay, Jim, tell me more about like how, well, your website, bellwetherhub.com, um, what does coaching look like with you? So we, um, coaching is typically, I bring people through a process. So I was trained in coaching at Columbia University. There's the Columbia process, 
which brings a client through these three phases where at the beginning, we just pull in context. Give me every bit of information that we can on what it is that you want to do. What, are, what does success look like? What is all of this? You know, what are we going to accomplish at the end of these six months? From there, we go into content. Well, that's great, but what really matters? And then we focus on changing behavior in order to get you there. So that's really almost the framework over typically it's six months to do that. But before any of that starts, we come to agreement on what's the end date? How are you going to be successful? How are you going to be successful? How do we know that this is successful for an objective third party? How are you holding me accountable as the coach? How am I holding you accountable? I fired clients before because they haven't been doing the work. Um, and we lay those ground rules so that we can make sure I want to work with everyone, but only if they're ready to work with me. Those are the only clients I'm going to take. You have to be ready. This is a lot of work to do coaching and go through a coaching engagement because it's an ulti it's ultimately a big investment in you. And so those are the people that, you know, I want to make sure that they're successful and we're, we're really making progress. Yeah. All right. Your website, bellwetherhub.com. When somebody goes there and like, all right, I, I, I want to have a chat. <laughs> like I, I want, or they want more, they want to continue the engagement. Where would you recommend that they engage? Now? Like, what do they do? Come right to the website, whether it's executive coaching, business coaching. If you want me for speaking or running offsite or workshops, we've got all that laid out there, but there's a lot of information on there too, in terms of, you know, I'll throw blog posts on there. My podcast is on there. I put out a podcast. I say it's every Wednesday, but you know, it's every other Wednesday or so. Um, a lot of great interviews, a lot of yeah. great information to become just the executive you wish to be. So it's just a massive amount of resources and, and information that could be helpful for you. And then reach out to me. And you know what, if I'm not the right coach for you, that's fine. I'm happy to send you five other coaches who are going to be really, really good um, to make sure you get what you actually need. I have a lot of conversations with people who an executive coach isn't the right thing for them, but I can set them up with something on their own and say, when you get through this, come back to me in six months. And then maybe yeah. we'll talk then and we'll make sure that they're really ready to get what they need. Yeah. And you're on the TikTok as well. So, and I was on the TikTok, not, not well on the there. TikTok, but I'm trying, right? Yeah. Social oh, we're so all, tough. we're all it's, trying, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, well, I'm starting on the TikTok. So we'll see what we well, can build with that. Good deal. Jim Frawley, again, thank you so much. Uh, you're the principal with Bellwether Hub. That's uh, again, bellwetherhub.com. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.